Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 55, yes, of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And if you followed along last time, I am in the middle of my Las Vegas excursion for a few weeks. We are shooting season number six of BattleBots. So the time off um, is a lot of hit and miss, which means I can't always schedule a conversation with one of our outstanding co-hosts. We are going to turn the corner on that shortly. I appreciate your patience. But we'll continue to get to know some of the uh, great personalities we have around Major League Baseball. Last time we talked with Giants outfielder Mike Yastrzemski. We're going to stay in the Bay Area for a guy who actually started his season on the north side of Chicago. Left-handed reliever, now of the Oakland A's, right there with the hat, Andrew Chafin. Interesting, fun-loving, easygoing, and now he is living with a teammate after getting traded. Our conversation with Andrew Chafin. Oh, yes, it is time to raise a cup of coffee to Oakland A's reliever Andrew Chafin. What are we drinking? A half-calf decaf mocha latte with a twist? Yeah, no, black coffee. Black, straight black? Straight black. Right, are, you are you surprised by that? No, I guess not. So I just – I've been in the media business for 30 years, and usually people religiously drink coffee in it because you're working odd hours, early mornings, late nights. I just started drinking coffee. Am I a wuss for having a vanilla latte? No, you got to start somewhere. Because when I first jumped on the coffee train, it was more milk and sugar than coffee. Okay. So you just got to ease your way in that door and then give it a couple weeks. And you'll say, I ain't got time for that. And just start drinking it black. Um, I don't think I could ever get to black coffee. I just, I need some sort of sweetener. When did you start? Were you like a teenager? Uh, I want to say it was about, that was in college sometime. I don't, I don't remember exactly when. Okay. All right. Um, you look like a guy, I know you just got traded, whatever it was, a month ago to the A's. You look like you've been playing with them since 1972. How much have well, you heard of that? I secretly have. Is, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. How, mu how much have you heard that? Because you literally could have, the, the Charlie O'Finley A's, right? You, you could have played for them. Yeah, I've seen pictures of everybody from back then. It's like, I, I kind of fit right in. And one spot in the clubhouse, they have like a lineup of the baseball cards from the certain years and stuff. I'm like, oh, I look like that guy, that guy, that guy. And kind of just keep going down the line with it. Now, is this, uh, is this the look that you had back in high school? Is this something? Because when I first met you, you were high and tight. It's, it's always been high and tight up until this year. And then... Uh, the guys over in Chicago kind of convinced me to just keep it going because usually I show up to spring and, you know, hair's about yeah, that long, just look like a homeless man kind of thing. And like, keep it. And I'm like, okay. So, yeah, and here we are. It's been, I think, a little over a year now since I've cut this mop. Over a year? Yeah. Do you wash it every day? Because you're really not no. supposed to wash your hair every day. No, I've only, I've only washed it a handful of times this year but it doesn't right. smell, I don't think, so I'm not too worried about it. All right, what about the three special ladies in your life? Of course, your wife and your two adorable little girls. Do they love it? Uh, well, speaking of little girls, I mean, I think that's half the reason I'm keeping my hair so far. My oldest daughter, Adeline, has basically the same mouth, yeah. but it's blonde and a little bit tighter curls and stuff. And I'm like, I got, I got to keep my hair like that because she has hair like that. And I don't want anybody questioning where she got her curly hair from. So that's right good. now, it's pretty well obvious. Yeah, that's good. Because, you know, I've got two sons and I'm I'm six feet tall, but our 
soon to be 21 year old is six, four. And then my 15 year old just shot past me. He's about six, one and a half. And a lot of people are like, where's the height from? I said, listen, we haven't had the DNA swab done yet, but I love them like they're my kids. So it's fine. As long as you just love them like you're yours, you don't have to know the true answer. Right. That's all that matter. Okay, good. Um, so I was, I was peering through your social media and I thought you had turned into a hockey player recently with the old, uh, tooth issue that you had. What, what the hell happened, bro? Well, it fell out. It, that can't be the end of the story. No, there's a bit more to the story. Um, I think the story actually starts shoot like four years ago now, back when I was with Arizona, um, I had a, uh, I needed to get a root canal in that tooth. And so they put like a temporary crown on it at that point in time, waiting for the real one to come in. And we were pitching, I was pitching so it was against the Dodgers. I get two quick outs and I give up a double off the wall and get all pissed off and chomping my gum a little funny. And the tooth actually broke off during the game, like mid outing tooth broke off. I was for the first time ever rattled on a mound. I'm like, there's 30,000 people here and my tooth just fell out. So I was like, ah, okay. Well, I just kind of snuck and put it in my pocket, proceeded to walk the next two guys. And, uh, pitching coach comes out. He's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, we'll be fine. I got this. He didn't notice at all. And ended up getting the next guy to roll over, got out of the inning. I come in the dugout and they're like, what the hell was that? Like I'd been pretty consistent up to that point or whatever. And I just gave him a big old smile and the big, you know, just like the picture you put, showed up there is like, yeah, my tooth fell out. I'm like, what the heck? Nobody had any idea I was getting that work done. So you know, move on to current times and the, uh, the root canal, I don't know, the tooth under it completely rotted out, I guess. I, oh, I don't God. know, like it was not completely rotted out, but I'm going to have to get like one of those implant metal things put in now, but that's besides the point. Um, but I was, it, it had been loose. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get this fixed before it falls out again. Well, the day I scheduled the appointment to go get it fixed, I was sitting there flossing my teeth when you know, the little placards, uh -huh. floss pick things. And sitting there flossing usually i skip the two gaps there and i wasn't paying attention i was talking to somebody Did it tink? the whole thing just popped out <laughs> so i was like ah here we go again but i was i was more uh mentally prepared to pitch without a tooth because I'd, you know, I'd been there done that at that point and so i was able to go out and do that and yep get the tooth fixed tomorrow actually i think so should be good after that all right so how are we looking let's go ah it's pretty. Okay. I mean, it's the same one. They just cleaned it up, put some glue on it, shoved it back up in there for now. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. That's nasty, dude. Um, I, I wish you luck, though, with it all. It's a great story. Uh, when did you know you were going to get traded this year? About the sixth inning of the game of the day I got traded. We were sitting in the bullpen out there in Chicago, and obviously we got the TVs in there so we can follow along, see what's going on and everything. And a uh, little ticker at the bottom said uh, Rosenthal tweeted it out or something saying that, you know, we were close to making a deal. And I'm like, huh, I guess I'm not pitching today. And so I just kind of sat there, and it was kind of, kind of weird. Um, but, you know, it's, it's business. It is what it is. Stop. You found out watching TV in the bullpen? Yeah. Isn't that strange? I mean, is there anything that's actually strange anymore these days with how things have been lately? It's just another, another step on the path.
Well, how about a little bit of a heads up? Maybe somebody in the front office could have been like, hey, Andrew, we're discussing possibilities. Don't be shocked if you're on the move. I mean, given, given the way we had been playing in Chicago, the way I'd been pitching, the you know, price tag associated with my name, like it's, it's, I was, felt like I was for sure going to get traded. I mean, there's kind of no, no really avoiding that. Is it something you discuss with your wife? Like, hey, honey, or, or is it something you knew at the beginning of the year because you signed a one-year deal? You've been really good in your career. You're left-handed. You know bullpen guys move all the time at the deadline. Is it something that goes unsaid in the household, or is it something you discuss? I mean, we talk about it, but we don't really have a have a choice with any of it. We're, we're obviously just puppets in the game. So it's kind of – honestly, I've, I've expected to be traded the last four years every year, five years. Like, just being a lefty in the bullpen, like, trade deadline comes around, you know, you kind of get on edge, but you don't want to think about it too much, can't worry about it because you have no control over it. So you just kind of just roll with it, see what happens. Um, but your world gets turned upside down. I think it's the one thing that is not relatable between fan and player is for us, it's just like, oh, either my, my team got a new guy, which is awesome, or, oh, it sucks. You know, we loved Andrew Chapin on the north side of Chicago. Chicago, it sucks. What we don't realize is how your world literally gets turned upside down. How how difficult was it? I mean, the, the hardest part was like, you know, I was, I was so close to home. So my girls were able to come up and visit more often because they don't live with me in season. Um, but they were, they were in town with us and you know, it happened. I called my wife after the game. I was like, well. Looks like I'm going to Oakland tomorrow. And so you kind of just got to – kind of got to deal with it. So we got them packed up in the morning, and I packed up my suitcase and grabbed my baseball stuff and headed to the airport. Do you have all your stuff? No. No, most of my stuff's still in Chicago. I, I can't really bring it out here, and I'm not going to have it all shipped across the country for a month and a half, two months, especially when you know the A's are on the road the majority of the time. It's like there's no point. So, yeah, just got to do what you got to do. I know you're listening to a baseball podcast, but football is around the corner, and DraftKings is giving out free money. You bet $1 on an NFL game during the first week of the season, you receive $200 in free bets instantly. No matter what, you take those $200 worth of free bets and you put them right back into baseball. You bet the Twins to hit the under. You bet the Braves to win the division. You do whatever you want with it. Football gets you the money. You use it on baseball. Boom, bing, bomb, bam, bang. No one has ever said those B-words in that order before, I don't think. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code ROSE to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code ROSE to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana. 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Thank you very much for listening to the Rose Rotation. We appreciate each and every one of you. Back to the show. Uh, is it difficult? Like the living arrangement? I don't even know what happens when you get traded. What happens? Well, when you get traded or whatever, you get seven days in the team hotel. They'll cover that. Um, I believe the team that trades for you then take o- takes over your your living expenses in whatever city they got you from or something i don't know i kind of just like here you guys take care of this i'm gonna go pitch um so but yeah there's one of the teams takes over the the apartment or whatever you had in the city you got traded from and then i think the team that traded for you is responsible for getting your vehicle shipped to wherever I ended up just having them ship at home because I feel like if I brought my firebird out here, I would get pulled over and they would impound it for smoking too much. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll just leave that there. And I got lucky. Uh, Chris Bassett and I have the same agency and he reached out and was like, Hey bud, you can just stay with me. We got extra rooms in the house. And so he really um, stepped up big time for me there and hooked me up with that. So wait a second. Are we doing this from Chris Bassett's house? Where are we? Yeah, we're this is a, that's his refrigerator back there. I mean, it's a it's a, their rental, but yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sitting at his uh, island at the kitchen right now. How for I, I want to seriously, how is he feeling? Uh, last I talked to him yesterday night, everything seemed pretty good. Surgery went good. His face looks better than it did before he got hit with the pitch. So yeah, he's fine. You did not just go there, did you really? Yeah, why not? No, no, he's but but in all seriousness, no, he's he's doing as good as he can. Like talking with him, you know, on the mental side of things, I think he's right where he needs to be with that, which is obviously the biggest concern once you know that physically you're fine. So just as long as his head's in the right place and he's he's looking like kind of onward and upward at things, like he's gonna be just fine. Um when did you realize what had happened when you were in the bullpen? I mean, I was sitting in a training room, stretching, getting ready for the day. And uh, I hear somebody or a couple of people just go, oof. And, you know, they're kind of like, oh, shit, something kind of happened. So I turn around. And at that point, I saw he was uh, crouched over on the mound. And somebody said, right. hey, just in the face. And then, you know, your, your, your heart just sinks because it's like, you know how serious that could, could potentially be. And obviously, it was still serious as it was. But, you know, he was very fortunate. and kind of kind of got lucky with it to be honest so yeah it's just it's just a tough moment and it's like anything else you gotta do the best you can with what you got yeah well please send him our best um i think in the meantime what we ought to do is go through chris bassett's fridge i mean really nah, i can't do that it's it's i will show you i'll show you this though i got one i got one drawer can i turn this picture oh i'm gonna screw up your thingy no, you're good. Go for it. I get one drawer in the bottom of the fridge. Can you see that good? <laughs> so I got my drawer in the fridge, which is all I need. Uh, for people that are audio only today, that is a uh, an intri- entire drawer full of IPAs. So that <laughs> that is Chapin's drawer in Bassett's fridge. Oh my God. That is beautiful. All right. Uh, I want to hit the rewind machine to your senior year in high school. 
How'd your last game go? Well, from what I remember, I didn't give up any hits. So somehow I pulled off a no-hitter in the last game. And the, the funny thing about that was uh, I didn't realize it. Even after the game, I was talking to our first baseman, and I was like, did I give up a hit today? Because, you know, I don't know. I don't really like to toot my own horn about it, but, like, in high school, I was pretty good. So it's just kind of like a given that I, you know, give up one hit in this complete game I threw every outing. But he's like, yeah, yeah, you gave up a hit and whatever. And I'm like, okay. And then I think – Somebody's there kind of like bopped him up on the head or something. It's like, no, he threw a no-hitter. Don't do that to him. <laughs> but I was just completely out of it, and I don't know. I don't pay attention. I just go out and pitch. Stop. I, you're telling me that nobody, like, jumped on you on the mound? Like, you all just walked off like it was just any other game? I think so, yeah. It's a no-hitter in your last game. I mean, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. We just, there's a bunch of farm kids out there playing ball. We don't pay too close attention to the game. We just go and have fun. Well, see, now it's all making sense because you were part of the Cubs combined no hitter this year in which reportedly not one of the four pitchers that threw during that game knew you were part of a no hitter. Is that accurate? Almost accurate. Davies knew what was going on, but down at the bullpen, like, well, Davies had walked a bunch of guys. I think he had eight walks or something like that. And so, like, you know, we see traffic on bases the whole game. Like, somebody had to have gotten a hit or whatever. And so, just it's just just another game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was a little bit – I was like, why am I coming in in a 4 nothing lead? But, all right, whatever. So, just went in and pitched my inning and moved on with it and come to find out it was a no-hitter. What uh... – when did you realize it was a no-hitter? Uh, I was in the training room doing my uh, post-game stuff in, like, the ninth inning, I believe. And I looked up at the TV, and it said something about there's already been seven no-hitters this year, or six no-hitters this year. They're on pace to break a record or whatever for most no-hitters in a season. And a couple of trainers were in there with me, and I was like, why the hell would they post something about a no-hitter? And at that point, they were, you know, facing me, talking to me. They were behind me. And I, I asked that about no hitter. And I, I was like, uh, oh, I turned around and looked at them. They both just, like, started looking the other direction with their head down, like, doing other stuff. And I'm just like, I ruined it. I ruined the no hitter. He's going to – somebody's going to give up a hit now. I screwed up. And, you know, fortunately, Craig finished up the inning. And, yeah, so it was – and then the game was over, and I'm like, what do I do now? I'm, like, sitting there in my shorts. I already took uniform and everything off. I'm like, do I go out on the field and celebrate with the guys? Or I don't even know what to do. So I just went and stood in the dugout there, and everybody came in and gave them high fives. I didn't want to go out on the field in shorts. So, yeah. Dude, how pro would that have been if you had gone out there, IPA in hand, shorts, looking like you just rolled out of Section 117 down to the field? That would have been great. It, hindsight, I should have went out there, but – that's all right. We uh, we celebrated enough that night about it. Yeah. Um, you are fascinating. So you were a starter. You w- you wear the greatest T-shirts ever. The the failed starter is just such a great skit. I mean, how many guys ask you for a T-shirt that says that? Uh, most every reliever kind of kind of wants to get their hand on something like that. So I, I gotta gotta work on our distribution of the shirts a little bit more, but we're getting there on that.
Dude, you even have a bobblehead that says failed starter. I saw that the other day. I was like, that's pretty cool. So that's, I like that. That's a good bobblehead too. I can't remember who made that, but I like it. It's pretty solid. You look sexy there. Um, but yeah, you were a starter. How does the discussion go? Hey, Andrew, we want you to come out of the bullpen. I mean, it was a pretty simple decision at the time. Like, obviously, I, I made my three starts in 14. And then in 15, I was like the number six starter out of camp. And they were like, hey, we uh, we, we want you in the big leagues, but we don't have a, a slot in the starting rotation for you. We want you to go to the bullpen and be the long guy. And, you know, at that point, I had 20 days in the big leagues. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, the whole point is want to be in the big leagues. I'm not going to sit in AAA, be a starter if I – you know what I mean? Like reliever in the big leagues, starter in AAA. Yeah, it's a pretty simple decision. So yeah, and then I went to the pen in fifteen and had some pretty decent success and kind of I don't want to say screwed myself into a reliever job forever, but you know, kind of did. But yeah, but here's here's the thing: if I continue on with the Rose rotation for another dozen years. I'm still going to be talking to Andrew Chafin, Major League reliever. You know that. Yeah, we'll just keep going as long as we can with it. Yeah, don't worry, you will. So you say you're interested in the game of baseball. You want to get involved, but you don't know how. That's where our friends at Sports Management Worldwide can lend a helping hand. It's very simple. They offer these great eight-week online courses. And in terms of baseball, they've got Dan Duquette a former GM with the Orioles, the Red Sox, and remember the Montreal Expos as well. He teaches a course in baseball player development. So he tells you exactly what to look for and how to build your brand. So maybe one day you can be a GM. There's a baseball agent course with MLB agent Oscar Suarez. Talks a little bit about scouting, how to uh, search out that player that you want to represent, and also how to work with MLB front offices as well. you got a baseball GM and scouting course with former Dodger GM Dan Evans and 40-year MLB scout Hank Jones. They're going to teach you how to evaluate players and all that sort of stuff. And, of course, the baseball analytics course with Ari Kaplan. That thing was so good that Kansas City manager Mike Matheny actually took it. So, once again, they know who to contact, when they're hiring, and how to get things going so that you can work your way into the baseball world. But it's more than just baseball. These courses can help you evaluate in the NFL, in the NBA, in soccer. So if you have an interest outside of baseball, that's great for you as well. So you learn by hopping on to smww.com. Use the discount code ROSE for $50 off the course of your choice. It's very simple. It's all about great courses, understanding, and getting that knowledge that will take you to the next level. I always think that relief pitchers are the most interesting guys on the team. So like if I were to have asked anybody in Arizona or your short time in Chicago or now in Oakland, like the most interesting reliever you played with, you probably make top three on the list, but who's on your list? Oof. Uh, I'd say Man, I don't because like my version of interesting is like guys that are very, very similar to me, because obviously that's what I would be interested in. I mean, Kimbrell's got one of the best, you know, off season setups that I've that I've come across forever. And so like it's pretty interesting with all that. I what guess. makes it so good? 
well, he's got like 1,200 acres in Tennessee with a nice house and all the hunting and stuff you can think of. So, okay. Yeah. That would do it. But is yep. there any, like, now that you've run into Sergio Romo, I don't know if you knew him at all beforehand, oh, but I always thought Sergio was kind of interesting. I forget about Serge. I didn't forget about him. I just didn't, I was thinking of a different avenue, I suppose. But yeah, he's yeah. a, he's a unique individual. I love that dude. He's awesome. Um, just his, his mindset with things and yeah, he's, he's definitely an interesting fellow. He's, he's, he's told me a handful of stories already. Now that I think about it, that it's like, wow, you, you've, you've had a fun run. And what I, do you got? I will not talk about anything that him and I have talked about. You can't even give, give us one that won't break his trust. No, nope, sorry about <laughs> It's Actually, I'm good. not sorry about it, but that's just how it goes. <laughs> that good. All right. In 2016, did you live the entire season in an RV? I believe it was 2016 and 2017. The entirety of the years. Isn't that the year you also got engaged? 17 would have been, yes. So... You win this, although that is a pretty sweet RV. I got to tell you, I'm not much of an RV guy. I mean, it's it's bigger than some apartments I've seen. Okay. Like, it's, it was like was it 480 square feet fully opened up. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a 42 foot long trailer and, you know, like three slide outs on it. And I'm a simple feller. I need a bed, a bathroom, and a, well, that's pretty much about it. Okay, but what did your now wife think of it? Was she like, all right, listen, you, I need to come to a place that doesn't have wheels on it? I mean, it's got a king-size memory foam mattress, a hot shower, and a decent internet connection. What more does anybody need? So she was, you knew that you're like, you're my dream. If this is all you need? Yeah, she, she was perfectly fine with it. We had, it was right outside, uh, well, the video you're showing there, it wasn't uh, where I had it the majority of the time i don't believe but i ended up keeping on buddy's horse ranch in scottsdale and was able to you know, got a horse kept her out back and just go outside jump on my horse ride around the arena do whatever and you know it was, it was fun so how many now you've got a place in ohio right a big old is it a farm is it a what is it we got a farm um we got like 275 acres and you know, we're running, we got 25 head of cattle this year and probably expand in the future. All right. Um, and I know that you've, you've put out on your, what's your YouTube channel again? I want to make sure that we're. Uh, Chafin Family Farms. Too. Nice. Okay. And I saw you out there um, shoveling shit one day. Unfortunately, you always let the horse poop really build up before you, you go out and get it. Yeah. Like, who's here on the garden then? Yeah, that's nice. That's good thinking on your part. Who is the teammate that would least like to spend time on the farm and could just couldn't handle the farm work? Doesn't want to get his hands dirty. Too much of a city boy. I'm not sure right now. Could be anybody from over the years. Any of your stops. Arizona. Like, would Goldschmidt go out there and do that stuff? I know he's a Houston boy. Uh... I feel like he might, but I feel like he would complain about it the whole time. Maybe not too <laughs> deep, but when he gets done, he's like, 
like, man, that was a shitty job or something. I, I could see him subtly complaining about it. I don't think I don't think we could get Grinky out there to do it. I, I don't I don't think he would I don't think he'd go out there and shovel my horse's shit. Everybody's got a Grinky story. What's yours? Uh, man, I honestly I didn't talk to him very much at all because starters and relievers are on such different schedules throughout the day. And you know, he's a unique individual as it is, and as am I. Um I remember the one time we were sitting on a bench and we actually did start talking. We were talking about he's got a farm in Alabama that his brother runs or something like that. Or a property in Alabama. I think it was Alabama. I, I don't remember for certain now, but we got talking about that kind of stuff for like 15, 20 minutes and like had a full on conversation about it. I don't remember many of the details now outside of that, but I was like, wow, we just, we just had a full conversation. Cause at that point it was still like, Oh my goodness, that's cranky. Like he was still like up on a pedestal, you know. Not that he isn't now, but yeah. So at that point, it was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, Miguel Rojas is one of our um Rose Rotation members. He's a he's a co-host here. He played with him a little bit in in LA. And he said there would be days where, you know, Zach would be really warm and be like, Hey, how you doing, Miggy? What's up? And then the next day he'd walk past you like he'd never met you in any life. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's kind of father. You just kind of give, give him a head nod as he walks by or the, the simple, like, what's up dude? And, and don't expect a response unless he feels like talking to you. Cause if he doesn't feel like talking to you, he won't. And as long as you're willing to accept that, it, it'll be great. And the biggest thing I love about Granky is like, he doesn't care in like the best way possible. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. He, he, he goes, he's going to do what he wants to do. And he's damn good at what he does, so he can do whatever he wants. And, like, it's just – he's brutally honest. Like, if he doesn't like somebody, I feel like he'd be like, I don't like you because your your hair is long or something like that. Like, he'll tell you to your face and then just walk away. And it's awesome. I love it. He's also probably one of the best athletes that we've ever seen. I mean, then, right, there's nothing that guy can't do. He's He's definitely gifted, that's for sure. No, there's no question. All right. Uh, what happened to the fiber? You said you left it behind in Chicago. Yeah. All right. It actually, it actually got dropped off at the farm last night. They're finally able to get it shipped out. They uh, had to wait until somebody was at the field that knew how to drive stick to get it loaded. So, yeah. But uh, it's at the farm now, and it's awaiting some uh, mechanical upgrades when I get home. Now, really, you want to you want to upgrade that thing? Don't you just want to take it the way it is? Well, I mean, it's got a three hundred five in it right now with a five speed transmission, where fourth gear is basically non-existent. So I was planning on doing a transmission swap, putting something a little bit, or putting a new transmission that you can actually run through all the gears in. And, and then I was like, well, if I'm going to pull the tranny, I might as well pull the engine. And it's got like I said, it's got a three hundred five in it right now. I might as well just put a three eighty three in it and really light the tires up. Can you do all that? Oh yeah, you can. I can take that car apart piece for piece for piece, including the engine, clean everything up, put it back together, and make it better than it was. How the hell do you learn how to do that? I mean, I I start getting the meat sweats when I turn on a an electric screwdriver. <laughs> I honestly I don't know. I've always been infatuated with mechanical stuff and like just taking old stuff, fixing it, making it better, making it mine kind of thing, and. I, 
just kind of taught myself throughout the years. And, you know, YouTube does play a lot in that. Like, you can find anything on there. And mm-hmm. I'll be the first to admit, I use that a lot for anything I'm doing. If I, if I don't know exactly how to do it, I'll, I'll look it up on there. Well, it sure as heck sounds like you could be joining me out in Las Vegas. I'm here right now shooting uh, another season of BattleBots. Which, dude, I was looking your name up last night. It's all the BattleBots thing. What do I got to do to get in on that stuff? I could build something sweet. Dude, if you enter a 250 pound robot in the competition, you're in. I'll pull some strings. We could get, we could put the big mustache on the front of the robot. Wait, big we could afro. around with sharp edges and cut things up. It, seriously, a lot of the major leaguers know about BattleBots and they're like, I want in on that thing. Now, you are going against some smart ass people. I just want to let you know, like people who operate military grade drones, have contracts with the government, you know, work for NASA, but there's also some people that are just regular Jills and Joes that are building it. Yeah, I think I got the means to build build a 250 pound robot. I definitely have all the tools and everything, and that, that would be that'd be fun. Might have to come at you for some tips and stuff on what 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 methods work better than others. No, no, I call mm-hmm. the fights. I am not. Or is it better to be one of the ones that gets under them and flip the over? flip them over or have the big hammers that swing like there's so many different styles of them there are so there's a ton of different what you're talking about are vertical spinners those are the weapons that go this way the horizontal spinners are the ones that go this way vertical spinners are win a lot of matches but my favorites are the flipper bots so they put their nose under these other 250 pound robots and shoot them 20 feet in the air like you forget those are 250 pound pieces of metal they're shooting into our lighting grid like shit is crazy. Yeah, I can only imagine seeing that in person. I've seen multiple videos and stuff of it. I'm like, man, that'd be fun to do someday. It is so much fun, and we just created our home base in Vegas. We're going to be, you know, next year. It, depending on where you sign, if you get an off day and we're shooting the season, and you want to come down, you want to bring your family, DM me. Let's do it. You'd love it. It is, it is great. I'm going to hold you to it. Then that'd be awesome. Please do. Please do. So, you know, it was really interesting that you pitched uh, with the Cubs this year because when you were with the Diamondbacks, you guys had the battle of the skits in the bullpen. Who came up with the bobsled skit? Uh, It might have been Archie. I I don't remember. I mean, that was, what, three years, four years ago now? Three years ago? Yeah, it might have been five even. It might have been. I don't know. It's great. And well, then I came up with the uh, the roping of the bullpen catcher. That, that was on me. Uh-huh. Oh, the bowling was 710 split. I don't remember who came up with these. I feel like Archie came up with most of these ideas. Look at you. Look at you as the 10 pin. By the way, if you hadn't bent the left knee at the end and just gone full, it would have, God, but I understand it. Well, I kind of landed on my left shoulder and I didn't want to hit too hard. So I just, I kind of got to be a little bit graceful now and then. How great! It's like, ah, eh, left shoulder. Let's let's avoid that. How awesome would it have been if you got injured and put on the injured list? Uh, you know, he's on the he's on the then the fifteen day DL for acting as the ten pin. That would be funny about now, but when it happened, it would not have been very funny to me <laughs> or anybody else directly involved. That would have been a shit show. <laughs> All right. You know, I, I imagine you're a guy that embraces the entire journey that you've had. 
your favorite place to play in the minor leagues and or best minor league story. What do we got? I mean, my favorite place to play was probably when I was in double A in Mobile. And that was primarily because they let me keep my boat in the players lot. And I was a starter at the time. So if I wasn't starting the next day after the game, I would, I would even shower. I would just change, hook up the boat and be rolling out of the parking lot before the other teams even loaded on our bus. And I'd go fishing all night. You wouldn't even shower. No, have you been in Mobile in the middle of the night, midsummer? You're going to sweat your ass off either way, bud. <laughs> and plus, that's an extra 10 minutes I could have on the water. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, man. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, as always. Before we let you go, though, we, uh, we spin the wheel of moderately interesting things with our guests. So let's see what we got today. Gonna spin this bad boy. But yeah, sound effects and all, even on the road. Double play. Uh, who is going to play? Which actor is going to play Andrew Chafin in the movies? Will Ferrell. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, do something like it would have to be like not during my career, but after my career, because it's got like the you know the the old retired guy look going. Yeah. You know, so like, something well, like that. he's got the afro working in Jackie Moon, so it's not a bad look. Right, um, pretty decent mustache. He can grow a pretty good mustache, so that that would be fitting. Uh huh. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, I was thinking two other guys. I was thinking Will Ferrell's co-star John C. Riley. Yep, that'd be fitting. Okay, there we go. <laughs> oh shit! No? Yeah, I mean that was it. But he's got the power out. He's not much for. I got, I got. I know it's. Yeah, no, you just got. No, your hair is way better. You're you're definitely a better look, way better looking version than John C. Riley. But it's. I think it's the the handlebar mustache that really drew us to it. I can I can see that a little bit of the chubby cheeks going a little bit of rounded nose it's very fitting I, I've heard a lot of people tell me like hey, you look like John C Riley or like the main one I guess like you look like if both the step brothers had a baby <laughs> like that's what you would look like I'm like you're not wrong <laughs> that's good yeah I'll, do you have one of those sweaters roaming in the, somewhere in the wardrobe no I don't have sweaters do I look like I have sweaters no. I wear jeans and t-shirts and a Carhartt hood. That's about it. I was going to say jeans, t-shirts, and hoodies in the winter in Ohio. That's just about one it. Hoodie. Just one hoodie. I wear it every day. But it's, it's like a light. It. Huh? Do you wash it? Not usually. If I, I mean, if I get cow shit all over it or, or too much grease on it, yeah, I'll wash it. But I don't like washing. You know, you know what it's like. You wear a pair of jeans for like a week. And then you wash them, you put them on the next day, and they feel like completely foreign to you. It, it doesn't yeah. feel right, it doesn't fit right, it doesn't match your curves, and it's just like, ah, I don't like it now. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not big on washing that. I just I, I classify it as a jacket because you don't ever really wash jackets if you think about it like that. I know, but my wife will say, she goes, when's the last time you washed those pants? I was like, <laughs> February? Maybe? Maybe? Yeah. My wife doesn't even ask those questions anymore. There'll be times, I guess, it'll get to a certain point, and then 
I'll come in, go in the closet to put my jeans back on the next morning, and there'll be like my belt and chapstick, pocket knife, wallet just sitting there. And I'm like, shit, she washed my jeans. <laughs> she just takes them. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, it must be too stinky at that point, and I can't smell them. I don't know. Oh, man. Dude, this was fun getting to reconnect a little bit here. Yeah, I had a good time. I, I appreciate it. Uh, please tell Chris Bassett to feel well. And, um, <laughs> That's so nice. He's letting you stay in the crib and everything. And I'm driving his truck. Yeah, he's got that was getting old, weird. He's got an old F100 out there. I, I would show you, but I don't want anybody seeing what it looks like. No, uh, no, no. Sweet truck, but he, yeah, he's he's been letting me drive it while he's back in Chicago on vacation. So somebody <laughs> yeah, had to keep it. A, so where'd you go this summer, Chris, on your family vacation? <laughs> I just had a little work done. That's all. I love how you just you just termed it a vacation and you said he's uh, way better looking than before he got hit by the ball. Well, yeah, you got you got to you got to keep everything as lighthearted as possible. You get too serious about things and it's just life's no fun anymore. Ain't that the truth, brother? Keep that attitude going. Best to you and your family. Get the A's straightened out, man. It's 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 going to be fun uh, these last five weeks. I know it's been a little little bumpy lately, but you guys will get through it. Yep, will do. Thank you very much, bud. All right, brother. Good seeing you and good seeing everybody else. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Chris Rose Rotation. Special shout out to our producer, editor extraordinaire, Robbie Scirocco, and our summer intern, Alden Stone. We'll catch you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.